right, let's do this. It's uh, bloody Wednesday, the 12th of the 12th, 2018. It is Patrick. This is Solid 60, episode 36, I believe. Easy to lose track of these things when you try and do them every week and end up a bit all over the place with scheduling. But here we are. It's um, been a crazy week with work. It's either dead or completely nuts like today. Though I think the last three or four jobs were pretty much dead. Couldn't get hold of anyone, went out anyway, because the last thing you want to do is get wrapped over the knuckles for not turning up. But yeah, no one around, locked machines. It sounds like everyone wants to go to Christmas a little bit early. So yeah, the, things are to seem to be winding down. And it rained, so that was exciting. Truck gets uh, exceedingly filthy with a little bit of water out there. So Which reminds me, I have to go and check on the thing because I didn't want to put it on the front yard while it was wet that seems to do a ridiculously inordinate amount of damage to the grass for some reason uh, so I'll go make sure I haven't got chalked it's already five o'clock I pulled in about 2.30 uh, so it was a shorter day than I expect gonna have to go into town again I've got this job at Wynyard every week or so at uh, five which is like the worst possible time to have to go to Wynyard got called off for the Christmas period so you know hopefully things pick up again after that this is not a charity they're not uh, giving me money for nothing that's part of the problem I want all the money so I can uh, buy decent presents for people I was going to get a TV for the older kid that seems to be pretty unlikely now considering his mother doesn't want any screen time for that kid since he got a little bit addicted to Fortnite which is fair enough. I did see the V-Bucks firing away on his PSN account now and then. So I do have to keep an eye on that. Uh, apparently though, it seemed to have worked. I haven't seen anything pop up on there for a few weeks. Other than some random mini game that was free. But yeah, it was like a good 20 or 30 bucks every couple of weeks. It's skins. It's just cosmetics. Like I don't think I've ever bought anything for a game that wasn't functional that didn't somehow improve like it was an extra level it was DLC of some kind and even that was pretty rare I usually just wait till it was all on like a classic giant physical pack uh, like the Fallout Ultimate games and things like that like I bought the Bioshock Infinite thing with all the DLC quite a few months ago still yet to play it but uh, looking forward to that and Dishonored I bought that with all the extra bits and I don't know it's just more it's just easy to have it all packaged in one. So that's my week. I'm going to cross over to some news. I jumped on Kotaku, comicbook.com. I don't know how much longer Kotaku is going to be a great source of information given that uh, their owner was just bought out and apparently is sacking... I don't know, they're doing a Thanos-style snap, which tends to happen when, when companies get bought. And uh, Kotaku is definitely on the hit list. So that's kind of a sad bit of news. Hopefully they still keep a few uh, core employees to pump out the news. I, I don't go on there that often, but probably more than most people because, you know, I'm a geek and it seems to be one of the few local websites for that's that's consistent enough to have everything that really matters ends up on there at some point. So, But it's been pretty quiet lately. I think, again, with the lead up to Christmas, there's a rehash of Deadpool coming out that's suitable for children. Again, when I go bring the older one to that otherwise there's not much going on captain marvel trailer dropped like a an extra longer one so it looks even more awesome now avengers 4 trailer teaser trailer dropped and that was pretty cool everyone went their pants about that spider-verse has come out so really wanting to see that 
hopefully manage to do it this weekend, even though the work Christmas party's on. That's another big, exciting event on the planner. I'll be the only driver there, so it's going to be a little bit awkward just standing around with my boss, his son, and Shirley, the office manager. Hopefully there's a few customers there I can uh, hang out with. I've never been good with that sort of thing, the schmoozing, the networking, but um, it's good practice. And hey, like I told Sebastian, can't say no to free food. It's just a little bit awkward because it's the one week. It's it's like it falls on the fortnight that I usually see Lewis. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully she can... Uh, I mean, there's an entire weekend. I should be able to adjust that to like the day or the, the Sunday possibly. I don't know why that's so hard to do. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm looking at comicbooktop.com. The top 10 topics that they're talking about this week from number 10. I don't know why I might make this a regular thing. NASA responds to Avengers Endgame with uh, fans asking to save Tony Stark. Apparently they got inundated with requests for them to jump on a spaceship and, and travel out into darker outer reaches of space to try and rescue him because, you know, the, the trailer basically shows him leaving a his last will and testament or more like a love note to Papa Pepper Potts. And uh, it's pretty moving stuff. So obviously there's been a bit of a viral movement to get NASA to go out and rescue him. I, I really sincerely hope that none of them seriously think NASA can do anything about it. It's obviously just a big joke, but uh, it's still pretty cute. There's something about Elseworlds. So that's the CW shows. They're teasing uh, some kind of crossover with it's essentially a, a mid-season finale guide. Considering how far behind I am on those shows, like I left Arrow in about season five or six. I've only seen one episode of The Flash. Don't think I've really seen any of their other shows. Some of them do look good, like The Defenders. No, that's wrong universe. I have a group of them that travel through time, and that looks cool. So I do plan on catching up with that eventually. And this Elseworlds stuff where they cross universes and they can have team-ups from characters in different dimensions, it's pretty cool. I like that. Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's the eighth top story coming to the CW. That's what I meant to talk about. Uh, it's a big, big storyline in the comics about how uh, there's 50 or so Earths. Not just they're not infinite. I don't think that's the case. Like there's Earth One, Earth Two, blah blah blah, and it goes on. And apparently there's some huge event. I haven't read the stories in the comics, but basically they all start colliding and coming together, and that's how you get all these. Uh, it's a nice excuse to sell comics and get a bunch of characters that were previously not interacting to kind of meet up and uh, save at least as much as they can of their universe. Uh, number seven, Brie Larson says, Captain Marvel can definitely lift Thor's hammer. Uh, well, of course she can. Yeah. She's supposed to be one of the most virtuous heroes in the Marvel universe. And uh, it's basically... She, she's not Kree. They're the enemy. I, I'm a bit confused. I, th- I think she's essentially a genetically modified human who loses her memory and that's part of the story it starts coming back but she's been chosen to be a super soldier in the war against uh, the scroll that's right so the Kree are the good guys and the scroll are the bad guys and she sort of comes back to earth to defeat the scrolls in I think it's like set in the 90s uh, so looking forward to that and yeah she's super cool and super righteous so of course anyone at that level of strength and virtuosity could lift the hammer theoretically 
So number six, Arrowverse fans react to Elseworlds Part 1. So obviously that episode dropped. Wow. Okay, so the little bite that I can see is the crossover was mediocre and dumb, full of plot holes and bad CGI. Barry can shoot arrows without training while Oliver struggles with the blah, blah, blah. So I'm not going to open that. I haven't seen the bloody thing. Not super surprised. Like, there's a reason I stopped watching. It was all run-of-the-mill, like, fairly adequate, but nothing too exciting like it reminds me of the shield it's okay there's some cute moments but all up it's it's a network show so they can only do so much like they've really got to stick to that formula and they can't offend anyone and uh, they can't really take any huge risks or swing for the fences so it's a little bit uh, uh, again i haven't seen them all so i'm sure there's some good stuff amongst the dross but clearly they haven't veered too far from the formula going by that mini review uh number five Aquaman's initial Rotten Tomato score revealed. I haven't clicked on it. I'm not going to. I like to have some surprises, but from what I can read, poor trolls. Now they can't claim the movie is bad because critics say so. By the way, don't forget that uh, Rotten Tomato critics like some very crazy. See, now I have to open that because it's not telling me the entire sentence. Oh, yeah, okay. Don't forget RT critics like some very crappy movies. Sharknado, 82%. Paranormal Activity, 80%. Ghostbusters, 74%. And opinions are subjective. Uh, so that's just a comment from a reader. So that's what I'm basically reading when I... That's all you can see beneath the headline in the, uh, the roundup. Interesting, they trust their readers to do that. Essentially, yeah, its score is 78%, which is pretty good. 78% will fluctuate, of course, uh, but that stands as a fresh rating. Now, I mean, it looks great. It looks like the best thing since Superman, and as I said on Banana Split, the best Marvel movie that DC has made yet. And that's why we want to see more of it. It's got to lift the, their game. They've got to lift their game in terms of action, comedy, thrills, all that stuff. It's got to just wow people. And I think, yeah, Wonder Woman's the only one that's really done that until now. So Nicole Koeman's in it. Momoa looks amazing. These huge set piece battles are pretty freaking incredible. So yeah, bring it on. Looking forward to that. Uh, number four, Marvel teases the destruction of the Marvel Universe, which seems a little dramatic considering from what I can read, they're basically just retconning a moment in Spider-Man's history where he quit and then came back. And it's not really super obvious why he came back. It's just some security guard he rescues who gets in trouble right in front of him essentially reminds me of his uncle and then he shoulders the responsibility again. What they're doing is a mockery of everything that Stanley wrote back in the 60s and 70s. This is the last thing Marvel should do. So it's some um, we'll see. Give it a chance. Marvel planning to retcon Fantastic Four. Well, what a surprise. They always had to do that. I don't know if this is in reference to a comic reboot or a film reboot. Uh, I imagine it would be comics. Yep, they released a teaser image that poses the question, who gave Fantastic Four their powers? And, oh, so they're doing a bunch of uh, retcon stuff, not just Spider-Man, in March 2019. It's all sort of set to come out around the same time. Fair enough. Could be interesting. Maybe I can get, get back in on the Marvel bandwagon on Comicsology. start following it. I like to start fresh... And uh, number two, Godzilla, King of the Monsters trailer released. I haven't seen that yet. Maybe share it on uh, the old Beyond Cosplay page. Legendary Pictures. So it's the sequel to Godzilla 2015. I must have seen that. I'm going to have to open that now. 
Okay, so I just opened a keyword and it's just giving me a whole shitload of links to the trailer again. I don't want to see the trailer. I want to get an idea of which movie Godzilla was in 2015. Was that the one with the guy from Breaking Bad? 91% like this movie. That's that's a pretty good score. 75% of Rotten Tomatoes. 2014, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson and uh, Brian Cranston. I did see that. It wasn't terrible. I don't remember thinking it deserved 90%, but it wasn't awful. Like... Weirdly, can't remember too much of it at all. Did it go to London? I'm trying to recall any of the plot. I know the first half is a bit slow. It's Brian Cranston trying to break in, and then he dies. And then it's basically the kid from Kick-Ass running around. Here's one for the earlier film, and it's unavailable. Holy shit. Why are things in the search results if they're not actually working links? Christ. Okay, here's one that does work. Two minutes long. Uh, there's a bunch of people leaving Japan. And then the neighborhood dies and there's Brian Cranston yelling. Then there's a nuke and it's him and the sun. And Godzilla finally appears and it's just like flying around. There's a bunch of soldiers jumping out of the plane into the city. It's more Brian Cranston looking anguished. A bunch of guys in what look like spacesuits. All right, it's in San Francisco and planes and helicopters are falling out of the sky and battleships are being like tossed around like they're candy. Who tosses candy around? I know, I'm going with a bunch of flares shot up and that thing is huge. It's a big monster, which is what you want. Better go bigger every time. I literally don't remember any of it. Who's here after watching the sequel trailer? <laughs> yeah, because we all had to remind ourselves what the hell happened in the first one? And uh, obviously it was pretty forgettable. Anyway, let's move on to the number one hot topic, which is X-Men Dark Phoenix is beginning of a new chapter for the franchise, says director. Seems like a bit of a like soft ball puff piece. According to Simon Kinberg, it's yeah beginning of a new era. You just said that. It's a different direction tonally. What the hell? It's supposed to be dark. But all the original ones were kind of dark too. It's a long time ago, 20 years ago, since Singer was involved, like since he got started on it. There's been a few failures around the mid-90s, um, and there hadn't been a lot of superhero movies. If any, around that time, and X-Men was revolutionary. But that was 20 years ago, and it's time to change the look, feel, and tone, and vibe. Ooh, don't wreck the formula. It's not like there's any other superhero movies that you could look at that have done well as... Yeah. And that doesn't mean this one is going forward i really feel like it is time to really change the look feel and tone the vibe of these movies and that doesn't mean this is the one going forward it just means that if it's me or whoever directs the next one you can make it different you have to make it different why wow, he loves repeating himself the movie doesn't do that too much mention the script i'm here to save the world because the world needs saving how are you people let's all save the world Someone kill him. But you're on, you're on our side. I don't care. Where each film can have a more distinct flavour to it, and similar to how Logan and Deadpool were made. Kinberg has spoken about the influence Logan had. I wanted it to feel more naturalistic. I wanted it to feel edgier, more handmade, more real. I was inspired by what James did with Logan, and felt like it could bring a measure of that. If I could bring a measure of that aesthetic in the film, that all the intergalactic and larger scale things that happen would feel more shocking, more realistic more emotional they'd be grounded in some reality so he said real like four different times in that sentence but hey 
if, it, if it's an awesome movie I'll sit there and listen to him repeat himself all day June 7th wow we've got a while to wait for that I think that comes out well after Avengers 4 so I guess that'll help like we're all blowing our load on Avengers and we're like just picking ourselves up again and we need something fresh that, that'll uh, do the job that God knows what's going to happen afterwards because Disney's taken over will they keep any of the same people any of the same creative controllers God knows because they're going to want to fold it into the Marvel Universe so I don't know it seems unlikely which if it's really good will be a pity because it's like damn they could have kept making really good shit like that but uh, so we'll see what happens oh John Mulaney he's a star I think he's playing oh yeah Spider-Ham the little pig so I'm going to watch that clip he, he shares some R-rated outtakes as Mulaney says I knew nothing about the project when I first started recording I got a call and I said hello nothing fancy an ordinary hello uh, and they said because that's how he says hello normally hello and they said this is a company big company do you want to be in a movie and we can't tell you anything at all we can't send you a script because uh, when it's superhero stuff they really keep them under wraps uh, we can't tell you anything at all which is how a lot of kidnappings begin but I was available and I was like yeah alright sure what time cool blindfold fine which if it was a kidnapping is a super creepy way to begin these psychological games like are you prepared threat level 2 and he said we're making this film the cast was insane Nicolas Cage Haley Steinfeld or is it Steinfeld and other names I don't recognise it's a great group of people I said who else is in it they said you and I said I'm scared because I've not known what a movie is and then I'm about to be in the movie and they said well you play a superhero who's a pig makes non-stop outdated jokes and I said got it again looking forward to that and I like John Maloney a lot we're under the Oscars buzz Kevin Hart obviously backed out after um, a scandal surrounding his homophobic tweets from 10 years ago so kind of got James Gunn there Whoopi Goldberg has stepped in to fill his shoes his uh, tiny little shoes and um, God wait for someone to find some shit she said wrong like the fact that her white husband did blackface at a party at some point that she was fully behind she thought not having a host for the awards would cut five hours off the ceremony that's Joy Bahar she's an idiot she walked off her own show though Goldberg argued it wouldn't change the runtime as first reported by Too Fab so that's all there really is to say about that not a huge profile I mean she hosts The View Uh, definitely not as popular as Kevin Hart but hey who cares? Who really watches the entire Oscars anyway? Not this little black duck. Got some video game news, but there's nothing too interesting. Like, if I go to gaming news, I couldn't find anything that jumped out at me. A video about Smash, which I played on the weekend with Peter and Jaden, and it was about as memorable as the last time, which was just a bunch of jumping around. Didn't know what the hell was going on. I could barely keep my eye on my own character. It makes me feel old, because I'm just literally mashing buttons I'm moving from platform to platform and occasionally getting a few hits in but it seems completely random I guess there's a steep learning curve for each character like I was totally outclassed I don't know I don't see the the huge appeal that it has I I get that it's a little bit of fun I I just don't understand why people are as nuts about it as they are Uh, there's a bunch of Sonic the Hedgehog posters appearing online God knows how that kind of that's going to work as a movie some big names in the movie there's one where it's got like his feet kicking out from under him as he runs across the Golden Gate Bridge looks pretty cool his shoes have laces everyone's analysing every tiny little detail yeah the legs look weird like I gotta admit they look like human legs so 
and there's another shot with his silhouette and it basically looks like a human body with a giant Sonic the Hedgehog face so it's a bit I don't know, it works in the video game because it's just a tiny little sprite but in a live action movie it's going to be very difficult to pull that off Apparently Netflix is going to do Ghost in the Shell and a live-action Cowboy Bebop series. So, yeah. It's all happening in the... Hopefully they don't ruin it like they did with Death Note. <laughs> Death Scroll will be like the old-school version, set in like the 1600s. You could really play with history if you did that. I'm reading about some comics here. Uh, there's some new releases. One's called The Freeze. It sounds really cool. It's from Top Cow. And it's Hero Ray. Writer Dan Wickline and artist Philip Sevy. I might download it. It looks really cool. Basically, uh, without any warning, Ray's taking care of business at his boring office job when every other person in the world suddenly freezes as if time has stopped. He's the only animate person left, doesn't know what's going on, but he quickly comes to realise that time hasn't paused, just the people, meaning that everything else that was in motion, planes, cars, trains, kept moving, eventually crashed, undoubtedly killing whoever happened to be aboard them. Sounds a bit like that short-lived uh, sci-fi series a few years ago where everyone, I think, fell asleep or disappeared for a few minutes and then they could look at CCTV and see mysterious shadows moving around. I saw more than the first half of that, but um, I love that concept. What's more mysterious is that Ray's touch is the only thing capable of reanimating people. While that might sound as if he's the newly chosen solution to the world's greatest problem, there are consequences. It forces you to consider what kind of ramifications might come about if you're tasked with waking these people up one by one. With no reason to trust Ray, those who awakens come to dazed, confused, and acutely alarmed at the state of the world, something that has the potential to make them even more dangerous than the freeze itself. Yeah, that uh, opens up some big doors. Like, you could go in so many different directions with that. And then there's two other comics I'm not going to go into right now. But they all look good. There's just endless creative awesomeness out there. Which segs nicely to an idea I had, well, sort of. I was in the men's group and I was trying to come up with ways, trying to get ideas on how I could further the bond and relationship I'm building with the oldest son, Lewis. Because it's hard. Like, it's once a fortnight, generally go in, two hours, hit a movie and move on. Don't get a lot of time there to create many memories or... Yeah, basically get to know each other that well so I was like what can we do I can't I've been me all this time I've been trying to get him to uh, do different things to get in touch in the off hours like basically during the week and his mum pretty much comes down harbour and anything like that no emails no uh, discord no um, apps no gaming nothing so you know all this 21st stuff technology stuff we could potentially use is off the table at least for now at least the foreseeable future so I was like, why not go old school? And someone did suggest this. So we'll just bring a journal and then he can write stories in it and you can continue the story and you just hand it back each time. So I was like, yeah, that's there's some potential there. I posted in a couple of groups. I mean, a few writing groups on Facebook. Pretty much everyone said, yeah, you should try that thing where you write a paragraph and then he writes the next paragraph and you go on from there. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that idea because... What if he creates some really cool characters and I'm like, nope, they have to die in the next paragraph. And we just have different ideas of creatively how do you make that work. I like the idea of creating a universe together and each week we come back, like I give him my book and then he gives me his book and we just keep swapping books with, and each time we kind of fill up said book with various ideas for characters, rules of the universe, things like that. And I like the idea of at this point 
keeping all the doors wide open to not just having one distinct world, but multiple universes where you can have lots of different adventures and uh, trying to bring them all together. I'm not sure how you would connect what the thread would be to com- sort of bring them together, like a Westworld type thing or a... What's that movie? See, when I'm recording, I can't remember shit. Uh, player One, Ready Player One, where you've got like a million different uh, potential universes to jump in and out of as a virtual avatar. So something like that, but obviously not a direct ripoff, just a sort of a, a slight spin on that so I've got to find a way maybe by the time we hang out to come up with a cool spin on that to give him the kind of leeway to go look you can come up with pretty much anything you want within this framework Um, so just to pull back to the abstract framework and then go from there Um, so he's coming up with like different stories or even doing comics or whatever he wants and then I'm like contributing to that and it's just kind of feeds off each other and we just build that world or multiple worlds and come up with ideas for characters. Uh, like one guy, Zach, from my childhood. I've been sharing a lot of stuff. Not all of it gets traction. Usually memes, like photos, gets a lot of likes and comments. But if it's like an article where people have to click on the thing, it tends to get a lot of crickets. Uh, especially all the Batuta Advocate stuff. I love their uh, headlines. But I don't think many people really go into the story. Where's the one I was like posting like what are my ideas going to be? I, I post a lot. I rarely click on my own profile and get scrolling, but yeah, there's, there's a lot here. Hoping for some advice, guys. I only get to see my nine-year-old once a fortnight for a few hours. Long story, but it's difficult to build much of a relationship. Suffice to say, he's a great kid and we get along fine. But I'm worried we'll grow apart as he gets older. Breaks my heart. I was thinking about maybe bringing a bunch of journals so we can catch up, give him some homework in the form of collaborative creative writing project be a good way to exercise imagination and bond over the act of creation uh, the only problem is I don't know exactly what the project form the project should take I bought a bunch of writing pads and plan to set it up so we have a couple each and swap them as needed that way I can post questions writing prompts or character outlines and have him fill in the blanks as much as I would love to set up a discord or exchange emails they are not options even setting up an account full of downloaded comics on the app yeah comicsology and another with a bunch of paid audio books didn't fly uh so old school it is he loves jk rowling all the superhero films and was a huge fan of ready player one a theme or genre could go anywhere fantasy sci-fi you know it's all open and one guy's just like build a robot <laughs> like that's easy but zach taylor that's why he said i'm um, sorry to hear of your lack of contact i'd let him lead the way with the type of story and you guide the path the story is going to take with him fleshing out what happens i.e. pretend he sets a techno future theme, then you can have the main character as a poor boy from a poor family. Hmm. It's a bit Bohemian Rhapsody. And he put the gun to a man's head and pulled the trigger. Then your son can fill in what happens next. I think Beelzebub has a devil set aside for the main character. Okay. Sorry for the silly references, but that is how I'd approach it. A friend of mine try and I try to collab on a book but real life got in the way. We did do online, so I know it's this, that is an obstacle. Worth a try. Yeah, so it's a bit hard to read that because he is dyslexic, but uh, I like the cut of his jib. Sam, the guy, who does, he was actually, he's met him. He was Spider-Man at his birthday a few years ago. To pull his interest and attachment, I reckon some funny character names and nicknames. I can't be more help. Sorry, I hope this works out. Bloody awesome that you're going to be, that you're going to so much effort. I'm sure there are a lot of dads who would just see it as hopeless and give up. Brian Houston, get dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah, that would go down in well in Rose Bay. I did always want to get him a go-kart. 
I've got this Amazon.com link. I might click on it again because it doesn't seem to be up about a book called Dad and Me, award-winning children journal for getting to know each other better. And it is a book book. It's a proper book. I might have to order it from Amazon, even though it's like uh, $7. <laughs> Big money. Should I, should, I, should I go there? I just, I remember ordering a book on Amazon in like 2001 and I never got the book. I don't know if it because it was because I kept moving, but um, certainly should have got to me sooner. Like I was definitely there for a couple of weeks or months after I ordered it and it just never came. So I was like, I'm never doing that again. And I've just always been shy of online purchasing since then. I did go on a bit of a binge on wish.com a few months ago. So I suppose it's worth trying it out one more time, especially for this cool looking book. If I read the review, I won a bunch of awards. Two customer reviews, okay. My son loves this great book, father-son activity to do together. Uh, not impressive on the inside, doesn't match the nice cover. Kind of cheap looking, okay. It'd be nice if I could see some sample pages. That's the thing, I like to pick up a book and go through it. I'm not too bothered if it's black and white. I mean, it's more of a framework again for doing creative stuff together. So, CL7 images. There's no, it's just the cover, interactive journal to inspire any dad and child to have a great time getting to know each other better. Write, draw and doodle in tandem, share your favorites, likes, dislikes, memories and hopes and share, learn and get closer along the way. Very vague. So, well, I don't know, let's just trust in the Parents Awards and Stationery Awards 2014. Hopefully that's a reputable organization, but that's something I'll look at. I'll see if it's in a um, bookshop somewhere first comics i'll read about them later and then we're up to the main story of the week that i posted a couple of days ago on facebook and yeah went a bit crazy i was surprised at how many people were like no this guy was totally forced to defend himself against this crazy woman sydney gamer arrested after allegedly assaulting his pregnant partner during a live stream while their two young children screamed cried and says it won't happen again the children were crying. I know because I watched the video and it's very damning for the player, the, the gamer himself, because you hear her telling him to get off, it's dinner time, and he's like, go away, I'm not done yet. She keeps nagging him. He steps out of the camera, you hear a slap, she cries, he sits down again, she starts... Got to admit, she doesn't really take a hint of that she should have to, but essentially she keeps pushing him to stop playing the game. He gets up again, hits her, she starts screaming and at some point he gets up a third time and really knocks her around you don't really see it on camera so you can only go off like the screaming and the children's cries and it's all pretty fucking awful and he's calling her all sorts of horrible things and there's another clip of him calling his two-year-old daughter a cunt so yeah it's hard to be on this guy's side though you would be surprised how many guys are it got posted in Aussie Man Cave with like you know that place has got what 150,000 people and I think most of them jumped in on that thread and a shockingly large number were apologists for the guy oh well I think she threw something at him at the beginning there so he was pretty much forced to get up and punch her in the face you know oh, they're just as bad as each other it's like what are you fucking talking about like okay women can be perpetrators of domestic violence. There's a bunch of photos he posted of himself with like really lame looking bruises. Like one part of his chest is a bit red. And I think there's some scratches on his, like his upper chest. 
So, sure, she can give as good as she gets now and then, but uh, certainly in that clip, he was the aggressor. She might have been verbal, but there's no way that ever justifies getting up and just punching on with a pregnant younger woman. And it's, it's not so much all about gender. He's a bigger guy. He's not bigger than me. Really going to have to restrain myself if I ever see him in public because, weirdly enough, he's quite close to where uh, Karen lives with Gabriel. Like, he's down the road. He's in Narellan. He's in Camden or whatever. I'd have to really... Um, I'd certainly want to say something because uh, it does not look good for him at all. I mean, they're both shitbags, to be fair. The only real victims... I mean, she's a victim for getting hit, but I think the bigger victims are obviously the children. So hopefully facts do the right thing and get them to a safe place because uh, whether they're better off with just her by herself, she'll probably just find someone who's a bigger shitbag. I don't know. I don't like the idea of removing children from their parents if there's another way. But uh, it seems like she at least needs a lot of supervision and uh, therapy of some kind, whereas he's going to do time. Hopefully you got charged with common assault. Apparently that means she wasn't injured, but it's still assault and you're knocking her around while she's got your baby and you clearly don't give a shit at perpetrating violence in front of toddlers. So, which, uh, I mean, I'm not perfect. It's all that stuff about glass houses, but yeah, I've never ever raised my hand to anyone other than maybe in self-defense, like on the schoolyard and things like that, but certainly never against a woman. I had my sister throw a breadboard at me once when I was a kid, so I might have raised my arm to like deflect the breadboard and maybe ran at her after that. But the look in her eyes, of, I mean, I was like 10 and I still remember her looking scared. So I was like, oh, I don't like that feeling. Yeah, I guess some people just don't have those kind of uh, boundaries or conscience. He's got to be some kind of um, sociopath. Like I just, blood boiled. So yeah, I got into an argument with uh, one or two friends this one dude mainly from the same area as this guy but uh, I don't know it was self-defense to me so that was a bit of a rough argument and pretty much everyone else piled on him so it was like me and like 10 other friends giving this guy an online pasting of like dude no that's not okay and he just doubled down I was like nah agree to disagree like fuck do I even I was, I've got to the point where I was like I should probably just unfriend this guy but I don't usually do that uh, and I only see him once a year I like the Bathurst video another friend organises a video screening where we all sit around have a barbecue and kind of half watch the V8 race and uh, he's generally an okay guy he's a gamer don't really have much of an interaction other than that so yeah there's no big loss if I delete him but I don't like the idea of cutting people off just because they're occasionally a dick and I'm hoping he can learn and become a better person and feel some empathy one day and maybe see that it's not... A, he had that real incel argument of like, yeah, but women always get the win in like family court. And he's clearly had some bad experiences with authorities and women in that way, but it's, you, you can't apply that to every single situation. In this situation, it's very clear that uh, Mr. Monday, unfortunate name, it's his first name. He's a Telstra engineer who's been fired. I mean, it says suspended pending an investigation, but basically you're fired. Luke, Monday, 26. Yeah, just, ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so his Twitch account was, was banned. His uh, Fortnite account has been banned. Like, he's been kicked off everything. I think this, he's, he deleted his Facebook. I think there's still a YouTube channel that he has. Hasn't been touched, but obviously he's not going to be all over that anytime soon. The press turned up at his house 
No, because he's got the OVO on him now. Uh, he's staying with his grandparents, apparently. And some journalists turned up and they let him in while he was in bed. So they just walked into his bedroom and started asking him questions and filming him while he's literally lying in bed. Uh, and he's like, yeah, guess what? I don't want to talk. So <laughs> I, I kind of... It's, like, that's awful. I can't imagine anything worse, but, well, fuck you. So what? Uh, you know, his wife, sorry, partner, didn't get the same luxury of saying no when he started punching her in the face. So, yeah, no sympathy here. Um, so that was my big outrage of the week. Something that was actually worth getting outraged about, not like a, a video game update or something. Another reason I hate Fortnite. I had a bunch of people see that, say stuff like that in comments too. Oh, typical gamer. I hate gamers. And it's like, oh, that's not all gamers. Not all men. Hashtag. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. He's going to court uh, on Thursday, which is tomorrow. So that'll probably just be a mention. He'll plead not guilty. And trial or whatever they have will be in a few months. So we'll keep you abreast. We will. The team here at uh, Norfolk Street headquarters. Um, anyway, that's pretty much what I've come up with for news Nothing else major coming on politically. Trump's in a lot more trouble again. Bloody the FBI is like, yeah, bunch of charges here for collusion. Not collusion with the Russians, but campaign fraud, paying his lawyer using money from his campaign funds to pay prostitutes to not talk. Apparently that's a crime, a felony even. So we'll see how that goes down. No president sitting has ever been charged with a crime. He's not the type like Nixon to resign. So, and Nixon was very much a, a fighter, but eventually even he had to walk out. Like he was pretty much pushed out. I can't see Trump having the intelligence to realize when his goose is cooked. He can't even get a, like he fired his, I call him like his main, the guy that runs his whole office. And he, he just can't, no one else wants to do it. Like it, this has never happened before. Like it's a massively coveted job normally and no one wants to do it because it's a poison chalice. Like whoever is at the helm we're close to the top near the end is just going to get sidelined after that like it's a career death because his career is on the way out in a big massive flaming plane crash train wreck of a way so that's the way it looks now he could turn things around by 2020 and get back in again the crazy state of things that the way things are in america so who knows but uh, the amount of fuck-ups that just keep happening week after week i really can't see him getting in again and i don't know if i'll miss it it'll be like Wow, we were on some serious drugs for that four years. What the hell was going on there? But that's, of course, correct. But I kind of... I wonder if I'll miss, like, the drama of it. Just the sheer lunacy, the sheer absurdity of all this bizarre stuff that keeps coming out of uh, America. And it's like, well, it's kind of entertaining, but also it's really it's really shitty. Like, he's been pulling funding from Planned Parenthood, from anything that fixed climate, that moves towards environmental solar panels. He was like, yep, we're not going to have those anymore. Let's have more coal. Yep, that's the way to go. And an Australian government, to be fair, isn't doing much better. The economy's okay. And even then, the economy's all right, though. He's doing his best to fuck it up with uh, all these tariffs he's putting in, which hopefully his uh, advisors and people around him that are trying to minimise the damage he's doing just set up multiple different trade arrangements. It should have been... The way it was was going all right. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but he's definitely gone in the wrong direction, putting up all these ridiculous tariffs that seem to do worse than sure for a minute it's like oh now we're not flooded with these cheap imports but he keeps forgetting that the place that is importing things can do exactly the same thing in reverse 
and now he's got nowhere to send all his uh there's a whole bunch of american farmers that are pretty pissed off right now and they're still not building a war they're still closing down manufacturing plants in like there's a huge gm plant that's about to close down and it's like we'll see we'll see what happens whatever it is it'll be entertaining i just hope it's not always so fucking i just hope he doesn't cause too much damage before uh things correct um and it always feels like dramatic and terrible in the moment like it felt a bit like this when bush was in power and went to iraq and i was like oh no things are terrible and they're never going to get better but then obama came in and everything was kind of all right and even though it was a lot of like talk and didn't get that much done, the Obamacare was massively compromised. That was definitely better than what Trump had in mind and thankfully couldn't do. Couldn't get the votes, even when he had both houses, to really repeal it. So I called Obama, it's the Affordable Healthcare Act. And thankfully that's still mostly in place. And, and there now, if anything, is more public support for a uh, universal healthcare, which like any civilized country you should have. There's that theory and I'm kind of with it to a degree in that it takes someone like that, some ultimate divisive symbol of oppression to unite otherwise disparate activists and, and parties to come together and go, all right, this, we disagree on some things, but we all agree that this guy is a complete fucking lunatic and let's come together and do the right thing and make the right choices and changes to ultimately, in the end, maybe it's a what needs to happen it's like the second world war was fucked up in a lot of ways you know six million jews that aren't here anymore and all that sort of thing and what's i get really sad about that when i read those stories because i'm like that's just not 11 people in that family that were killed because normally they're interviewing someone and they're like yeah all my brothers and sisters and all my mothers but like my entire family and village or whatever it was basically was wiped out except for me and like one other uncle that got out and you think god that's fucking awful but then you also think that's not just those people that are gone that's any potential descendants of those people so those six million could have become by now what 30 40 million and it's emphasized even more when you watch say Shindon's list and all the descendants of the people he saved turn up at the end and you're like holy shit it really had a huge impact even though he just slipped a few through here and there and yeah that's quite moving again went on a rant and it's nearly an hour what the fuck let's wrap it up finally people this was going to be in and out thanks for sticking with it if you got this far it is the 12th i'll I'll jump back in again about uh the 20th or so hopefully got a bit more to say i might do an end of year wrap up of my favorite films games and so on so that that's an easy get that's just throw together a top 10 of each uh thing and that'll be pretty fun looking forward to that love you zor peace out